Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jayhawker Talker Podcast, a podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Mark Van Sickle, and before we get rolling with today's episode, don't forget to download, subscribe, give it a five-star rating, and tell five friends who love the Jayhawks about this podcast, and we'll keep things rolling from here. So I got to get into some football today, some basketball as well, and we're going to lead it off with some of that basketball talk. Of course, last week we dove into what we could be looking out for in the Puerto Rico trip that the KU basketball team was making, going to be playing the Bohemian national team, and they did that, so we got to recap that. But before we get to that, let's talk about a player that KU had been recruiting that I said to keep an eye about a month ago on this podcast. I said to keep an eye on this player and that he could be the final piece to the puzzle for the 2023-2024 season. Who is that player? Well, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know his name. It's Johnny Furphy. That's right. Johnny Furphy, the Australian 6'7", small forward, has committed to the University of Kansas. And yes, it did happen last Wednesday, right after I recorded the podcast. Of course, the breaking news happened that evening, but that's all right. New news for this week's podcast, it's Johnny Furphy, the young Australian. He reclassified. He was supposed to be in the 2024 class, but he was able to reclassify and get into this class with the 2023 group. So now Kansas, with all the transfer portal movement, has reloaded once again to be another national title contender. And with the latest ESPN rankings... The, the way too early preseason rankings, KU ranks number one, and that was before they even added Johnny Furphy. So you add Johnny Furphy to the list with all the rest of the guys that KU got this year. Johnny Furphy, a guy who can shoot, dribble, drive. He can be a threat from day one in Bill Self's system. And Bill Self said as much that Furphy would be in the rotation from day one. And one of the best young Australian players in recent history Landed with the Kansas Jayhawks. Johnny Furphy. I told you guys, Johnny Furphy was the name to look out for, and he is coming to Lawrence, Kansas this fall. Going to be a feature player on the Jayhawks, one of their key guys off the bench. I cannot wait to see what KU and what Bill Self can do with Johnny Furphy because just an exciting player. I watched some of his highlights after they announced that he was coming to KU this past week. And he's one of those guys, you look at what Christian Brown did for KU in his freshman year. He kind of started off the bench, started slowly working his way into the rotation, and then got better and better his sophomore and junior years. I could see Johnny Furphy being a Christian Brown type player, maybe even more explosive on the offensive end. But I could see this Johnny Furphy kid coming right in and being a part of this team and making an impact from day one with the men's basketball program. And let's keep talking about this KU men's basketball program because last week we talked about what we should look out for with their trip to Puerto Rico. And they just went up there and they wrapped up their three exhibition game tournament that they were playing down there. So in their first game, they were playing against the Bohemian street team. And then they played two games against the Bohemian national team. So in the first game... KU went out there and absolutely dominated. They went out there in a 106-71 win against the Bohemian Street Team. And one of our keys to look out for in last week's podcast 
was who was going to step up and be the starting guard in that two spot. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit, see if we got anything resolved there. But in game one, what you saw was Nick Timberlake, the transfer guard from Towson, the super senior, fifth-year senior. He was the starter at that position. However, off the bench, Texas transfer Artario Morris who is also one of those guys that could start at the two spot potentially, comes in and leads the Jayhawks with 20 points, five rebounds, and five assists. He was the leading scorer on the Jayhawks in that first game in the blowout win against the Bohemian Street team. And you look at it and you see a guy like Arterio Morris coming off the bench, which is what I think is going to be his role for the Jayhawks this year. All along, I've thought that Morris would be one of those guys off the bench, but he comes in and plays like that. It gives Bill Self some pause. Maybe I should be starting this guy. So you had Arterio Morris off the bench with 20 points, five rebounds, five assists. Then you get K.J. Adams, who also gave a nice effort. He was a guy that we're going to be looking out for as well. 19 points, four rebounds, and two assists. Plenty of other highlights throughout the game. You can go to at Talker on Twitter. I posted some highlights that I found on there. Some great passing, monster dunks, and that's what you like to see out of the Jayhawks team in the first exhibition game of the tournament. So the standout player in game one, I give it to Arterio Morris, 20 points leading the Jayhawks coming off the bench. And then what does Bill Self do in game two? Game two, he decides to start Arterio Morris. Yes, we didn't know. Was it going to be Nick Timberlake, Arterio Morris, maybe the freshman, El Marco Jackson? Well, in game one, it was Nick Timberlake. In game two, Bill Self gives it to Arterio Morris. Now, Arterio Morris didn't have as good of a game in game two, but that's all right. Hunter Dickinson, the transfer from Michigan, who averaged, what was it? 18 points, 9 rebounds per game last year with Michigan. Yeah, he came in in a game against the Bahamian national team. So these are these are NBA players. Some NBA players on this team. You got Buddy Heald, Eric Gordon, a few others. I think DeAndre Ayton on the team as well. Well, you know what? Hunter Dickinson goes out there and shines in this game, in game two. Dickinson with 28 points on 11 of 13 shooting. Finally, you see what everybody was talking about with Hunter Dickinson. A guy that can go out there and shoot it from anywhere on the floor. Hit three-pointers. Making free throws. Dribble driving to the lane. Getting some easy layups. Getting some dunks. And that's what Hunter Dickinson brings to the table for the Jayhawks this year. And you love to see it early on in an exhibition game against a national team. And then in game two, you also had freshman El Marco Jackson coming off the bench, scoring 12 points before fouling out of the game. He was trying to show Bill Self he's got that defensive intensity, and maybe he went a little bit overboard, but that's all right. You like to see the intensity out there on the court in an exhibition game, getting fouled out in an exhibition game, thats eh, I would say that's pretty hard to do. You don't often see guys getting fouled out in exhibition games, but Marco Jackson goes out there, shows his defensive intensity, gets 12 points on the offensive end as well, and that leads into the third game. So you had Nick Timberlake starting in game one. 
you had Arterio Morris starting game two. And then in game three, you have El Marco Jackson, the incoming freshman, start at the two-guard spot. Because that's that's what we were looking for in this trip to Puerto Rico. Who's going to be that fifth starter? Because you already knew Hunter Dickinson was going to be starting center. You knew K.J. Adams was going to be starting power forward. You knew Kevin McCullough Jr. was going to be one of the small forwards. You knew that the returning starting point guard on your team, Dewan Harris Jr., obviously was going to be your starting point guard heading this year. So there was one open spot for somebody to start on KU's team this year. And they go from Nick Timberlake to Arterio Morris, and then in the third game, they start the freshman, El Marco Jackson. Bill Self's just looking to see who's going to be the right fit. And so far, each of these guys had a good game. And you go into this third game. You've got the Kansas team playing against the Bohemian national team once again. So KU took the first one. They won 92-87 in that first game. Unfortunately, they dropped the second contest 87-81, playing against guys like Aaron, Eric Gordon and Buddy Heald. That's going to happen. But you saw some different players coming in and out of the game. Everybody was getting some playing time. It was the first time KU actually lost an exhibition game in their last 36 tries. So KU ended a 35-game exhibition winning streak with that loss to the Bohemian national team. But... You got to see El Marco Jackson start. You got to see Dewan Harris Jr. leading the way. He actually scored the most points in that game. Usually Dewan Harris is the table setter. He's getting the assists. He's getting the steals. 23 points on 10 of 14 shooting in this game. The offensive outburst didn't stop his defense. Five steals during the game as well for Dewan Harris. You love to see that. And then you had Kevin McCuller Jr. with 13 points adding to it. You had K.J. Adams getting double-digit points as well. Hunter Dickinson with double digits. So overall, despite the loss, it was a good performance. Now what they are going to have to keep working on is free throws. Free throws got them in March Madness last year. Uh, Knocked them out of the tournament. If they would have made their free throws, they would have made it to the Sweet 16. They would have advanced. So that's that's definitely going to be something that KU needs to keep an eye on. They missed a lot of free throws in that third game in the game that they lost. So that's something to keep an eye on as we go throughout this season. But it is early. It is early. It's just exhibition games right now. They'll have time to work on that stuff before they get to the regular season. But let's take a look at a few... Um, let's go back through last week. We were talking about what we need to look for in the tournament. Let's see what we could take away from this tournament. Now we talked a little bit about it, but the final starting spot is still an open competition. And that's a good thing. I think for bill self, because you didn't want one guy just to come in and dominate and the other two guys to fall off the map. And that's exactly what happened. You saw coming into this game. Uh, the starting lineup was mostly set. But you needed somebody to take over that two spot. Nick Timberlake starts in game one. Arterio Morris, game two. Elmarco Jackson, game three. They all had a key role. They all played their minutes. They all uh, contributed to each in all three of the games. But each of them got a start. And when you look at Bill Self's game plan, 
that's what you want to see. All these guys getting playing time, whether it be starting or off the bench. And they all were solid. They all were solid. There's no runaway candidate right now. There's still plenty of time to get through it. But I think that's a good thing in these exhibition games that they each got a start and they each played well. That's going to be still be something to watch going forward even after these exhibition games in Puerto Rico. Now, another thing we wanted to look out for was Kevin McCullough Jr.'s improvement and is it real? Now, we all knew he was an all-Big 12 defensive player last year. He was an all-American defensive player. But his offense was very inconsistent. And Bill Self last week was giving Kevin McCullough Jr. high praise about his progress and improvement going into his final year as a Jayhawk. You see McCullough Jr.'s offense looking to improve while his defense is going to remain elite. If his defense isn't going to remain elite, I don't know. I don't know why you'd want to see the offensive production jump while his defense dips. I want to have that defense around all day of the week, especially in this Bill Self offense when you want to create turnovers and get things going in motion. you got to have a guy like Kevin McCullough on defense. But you add the offense to that, You have both sides of the ball where he can be playing elite on offense and defense. Yeah, give me that. Give me that seven days of the week. Another reliable offensive piece for the Jayhawks and Kevin McCullough Jr. He scored double digits every game of this tournament. Highly effective on both ends, getting steals in each game as well, getting those offensive rebounds. Had eight offensive rebounds throughout the three games. And that's just something you love to see from Kevin McCullough Jr. The improvement on offense looks to be real. That's what Bill Self's been talking about all offseason, how Kevin McCullough Jr. has been looking like the most improved player on the team. And that's saying something for a sixth-year senior to be able to improve on one end of the court. Got to go through the NBA trials. He didn't go to the NBA draft, but he went through the pre-draft process and he was able to get some feedback, improve his game, and now he's looking to help lead the Jayhawks to another Final Four. We'll see what happens. But here's another guy that we were hoping to see get a defined role with this team. K.J. Adams was a starter last year, kind of took over as their big man, even though he's only 6'7", 6'8". So you see the speculation about K.J. Adams potentially being the sixth man Uh, being the first guy off the bench. But no, that's not what Bill Self's going to do with K.J. Adams. He's going to be a starter on this team, and he proved that in these exhibition games. He started each game, showed he was dominant on the offensive side of the ball, moving the ball, getting to the hoop with ease, getting some easy dunks, and Adams is going to be a starter on this team, without a doubt. No question about it. Adams will be a starter for the Kansas Jayhawks. He's going to be one of the five. And he's going to play a critical role on the Jayhawks making it back to the Final Four in 2024. K.J. Adams looking to increase his role as a leader as well. And you love to see it from a guy who has paid his dues at Kansas going into his third season there. So love to see K.J. Adams taking on a defined and greater role with this Jayhawks team. And then, of course, you got Hunter Dickinson. Who is now, yes, the real deal. He is what we thought he was going to be for the Jayhawks. Averaged 18 points, 8 rebounds at Michigan last year. Now, in this tournament, 
It's only exhibition games, of course, but played some good competition. 19 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, and 2 steals per game in Puerto Rico. That's something you love to see from Hunter Dickinson. He's going to be a force in Bill Self's offense. There's no doubt about that. He's going to be a difference maker for the Jayhawks this season. You've heard Bill Self talk about how you might want to go to the high-low offense again, which he hasn't done in about five years. He hasn't had a big man that can create on offense like Hunter Dickinson in that time span. So getting a guy like Hunter Dickinson in this Bill Self system could pay off big dividends as the season goes along. And the final thing that I wanted to look out for when the team was in Puerto Rico this past week was the team chemistry. Because when you only had three returning starters, when you only had Kevin McCullough Jr., Dewan Harris Jr., and K.J. Adams Jr., all the juniors coming back, <laughs> you've got all those guys that are coming into the program, fresh faces, you only had three returning starters, and you're wondering how how is this team going to click? How is the team going to look chemistry-wise going into it? Well... If these three exhibition games are any indication, if anyone was concerned about this team not mixing well together with all the moving parts and the transfer portal and everything like that, those thoughts can be put to bed at this point. The Jayhawks looked surprisingly smooth on both ends of the court, getting steals, getting the transition buckets, some sweet passes, some alley-oop dunks. Looks like this team's been playing together for a while. And these are just the first three exhibition games a couple of months before the season even starts. The transitions were seamless, soft touches on the passes. The throwdown dunks are exciting to see. You've seen them high-fiving, giving off good vibes. And the team genuinely looked like they were having fun together. And I wasn't sure what to expect from the team chemistry, but from everything I saw... On social media, through the live stream that I watched of the games, this team looks like they're having fun together and that they have a good cohesion, a good team chemistry. And that's all you want to see from the Jayhawks on that front. When you consider all the new faces that are in the locker room this year, it's a really positive development going into the 2023-2024 season that these guys are already on the same page. They're already looking like they're friendly with each other, they're having a good time, and they have that team chemistry. They're showing it on and off the court. So that's just something you love to see. Still plenty of time left before the season officially starts, but after one trip to Puerto Rico, three exhibition games, I think things are looking up for the KU program. Of course, already some preseason hype around this team uh, in ESPN's way too early rankings, top 25 rankings. KU listed number one last week. So that's just something to keep an eye out with this Kansas program. you love to see what's going on there to make another potential run of the Final Four and another national championship. All right, I said I'd get to some football news. This is kind of off-the-field football news. Of course, the season's starting here in just a little under a month, about three weeks till the start of the KU football season. But the University of Kansas announced the selection of Turner Construction, the number one construction company in the United States to lead the Gateway Project. We talked about this Gateway Project a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. I knew that you guys wanted to hear the update. 
I saw some people asking about what's going on with this project. So I wanted to tell you, they picked the construction company, which, I mean, that's kind of boring news. But at the same time, it goes to show you they're being serious about this project. They want to get started on this project in December, right after the football season ends. New apartments, new dorms, new shopping center, a music venue, all of this being added right by where the football stadium currently stands. And, of course, there's going to be renovations to the football stadium as well. And all of this in the absolutely beautiful area that's surrounding KU's football stadium right now, you got the hill, you've got the beautiful scenery around there. You're going to have the new shopping, the new uh, theater, the new stadium additions, and you can thank the resurgence of Kansas football for all of this. And I cannot wait for college football to start. Of course, KU's first game coming up on Friday, September 1st against Missouri State. And I'm looking for another fantastic season out of the Jayhawks. Last year, they finished with six wins. I'm expecting at least six wins this year. I'm hoping for up to eight or nine wins, depending on what they can do with a bowl game this year. And we're going to get into that, I believe, next week on the podcast, maybe in a couple weeks. I'm going to do a rundown of what I think the Kansas Jayhawks football team can do this season, do a breakdown of the schedule and how I think things could play out for the Kansas Jayhawks football team this year. All right, that about does it for today's episode. You can get at me on Twitter at Talker. We can keep the conversation going there. Download, subscribe, give this podcast a five-star rating. My name is Mark Van Sickle. You've been listening to the Jayhawker Talker podcast in affiliation with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. Go ahead and check out my latest article over there at heartlandcollegesports.com. And until next time, rock chalk, Jayhawk.